0: knows where we're going
1: to go from there so roll that an intro Woo-hoo. we got two gals from a college town making memories going through the business route
0: with a little experience a whole lot of ambition to go about their lives on a never-ending mission to share their knowledge everywhere they go now it's time for my being perfect your story idea, Laura. Yeah, but it's not my story, though. No, it's not your story. It's my story. So there's this funny story that Amber told that I feel like describes who she is as a person really well. Yep. So I just thought it would be funny for her to tell us.
1: So basically one time I was hanging out with my friend. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she cares about being named or not, so we'll call her Sarah. (laughs) Sounds good. Sarah. (laughs) I was hanging out with my friend Sarah, and Sarah lived in a basement room at her dad's house. And her window was literally right there, and it was on the floor, basically. There may have been a foot, maybe, between the floor and the bottom of her window. Mm -hmm. And I was like, do you ever just leave through your window? Yeah. Like, you know, and I'm in high school. And she goes, yeah, actually, sometimes I'll just go, like, to Piggly Wiggly or something down the street. I'm like, cool. And I said, do you sneak out? And she's like, I mean, I guess, but... Like, to her, it wasn't really sneaking out. It was just, I'm going to Piggly Wiggly. Yeah. Wasn't that big of a thing. She's like, I guess I could. And I said, man, I would love to sneak out, but I'd have to ask my parents first. (laughs) And I just love that. So how pure. (laughs) I just, I want to experience, like, leaving through my window and getting in someone's car, but I would definitely not want to get caught doing that. Absolutely. I would, I'm so scared of getting in trouble. So it Mm -hmm. gets better. Okay. Because then one day, I'm at church, and my friend Sarah's dad was one of the pastors at church. Okay. And he's preaching, and then he goes, and this reminds me of a story that my daughter Sarah told me about. Oh no. And it's about Amber. And I'm like, oh my god, what have I done? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what What is this story? And he proceeds to tell the story. I don't even remember how it was associated with the sermon, mm-hmm. but he just looked at my parents and said,
0: so you just have nothing to worry about, like, <laughs> she's just not doing anything. That is just so funny, because I relate to that, like, my inner child is like, of course you ask your parents, yeah.
1: duh. I would rather just talk to my parents, and I guess that's a testament to how good of a relationship we had, where I would yeah. just rather ask them, they yeah. probably won't say no.
0: I right. Could, I could probably go do whatever I wanted anyway. Yeah. I would just rather have permission to do things. Yeah, because I don't feel like it's fun to be risky and, like risking to get in trouble and stuff I don't find that fun I'm pretty boring I'm like can I just go have a good time and not worry about it yeah or I don't
1: want my parents to worry and that's probably a big thing too like I would hate to have snuck out and my parents think I'm in my room and come to check on me or something heaven forbid the one night
0: the one night they come in and
1: I don't know how often they checked on me but what if that was the one night right and I wasn't there and they were super worried and I wasn't checking my phone because I was out having fun yeah I would just rather them know where I was
0: yep so that's how that goes. So that's what I did. That was
1: me. That, if that, that explains how I was. Yeah. As a child.
0: I love it so much. I did not want to get in trouble. Mm-mm. And
1: the, so, the, actually, that does kind of relate to what we're talking about, mm-hmm. because feedback can sometimes feel like you're in trouble.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, no kidding. So you start. What um, you got? So, one time, it felt like an unfair situation, but one time I was given the feedback about, The times that I was either tardy or absent because I was having all those health issues in college. And I pretty much got pulled into the office of one of my jobs and was just like given a verbal and written warning before I got a verbal warning um, about it. While before that I had been told everything is fine. And then all of a sudden it wasn't fine yeah. uh, because it was all health stuff. Like it's not like I was just having a fun time partying and then like missing work the next day. And it's not even like it was a job that was heavy needed me there. You know what I mean? And I would do my work. Like it wasn't like the stuff wasn't getting done. So anyway, although the feedback was real of you need to make it a priority to show up to work. And that was the feedback I got, essentially. And although it was an unfair situation in some other ways, I always took that with me, and I prioritize work. And sometimes that's not the healthiest thing that I can do. Yeah. But it's what I learned, and what I try to do. So, not much to tell there. I don't want to go into too many details, <laughs> right. but but um, it it does feel scary getting the feedback especially when it's a verbal warning and stuff but other feedback can be something like I got told the other day your attitude is just really um it's just really good even though you're going through so much you always come into work with a smile on your face yeah so I got the feedback that I got the feedback that you know even though I'm going through so much you know I always come to work with a smile on my face and that just yeah, felt really good.
1: And you always did it. that last job, or the, I say the last job, the job that you were talking about that you got that feedback. Yeah. Same thing there. Yeah. And you always let them know, you were always communicative, mm-hmm. hey, here's what's happening, I'm going to be, and it was never that late. I feel like it was never that late.
0: I couldn't tell you, was to be it? honest with you, I have no idea. I feel like it wasn't, but then again, who knows. So. But then
1: I guess that's probably to what the manager was thinking.
0: Mm-hmm. Like if she's like five minutes
1: late, just be on time.
0: Right. You know. Right. <laughs> if it's five minutes. Just be. More and on it time. is something I do have to work on. Like that's something I actively have to be like, no, I've got to wake up an hour early to make sure that my pain meds are on board by the time I'm ready to get ready to get mm-hmm. up and get ready for work. And so, like, I have to wake up an hour earlier before I actually wake up. Yeah. So it's kind of hard time wise, and that's just a lot of extra work. So sometimes I skip that part. <laughs> on accident (laughs) not on purpose but like with the medication i'm on i sleep i sleep through my alarms kind of easy yeah so sometimes that's kind of what happens but but. i also
1: feel like you working on being on time to work is partially you taking the time to go to these doctor's appointments to figure out what's going on to find better solutions longer term solutions that work better for you so that you can do those things easier That's true. like me waking up for work is i wake up for work yeah (laughs) <laughs> you know,
0: imagine a yeah, world. Yeah, I just get up,
1: I don't have to get up an hour early to take a pain pill to get to the bathroom by a certain time, so yeah. I just, I'm like, okay, my biggest thing is yeah. am I going to do my hair or not? Yeah. Usually, I plan to do my hair, I wake up and go, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just show up to work with however my hair looks. Yeah. But, sorry, yeah, I don't understand that struggle.
0: Yeah. And, it, and it's also hard because I have really bad brain fog in the morning, so it's, like, I'm not me when I first wake up. My brain, I, pretty much what happens with my condition is that, like, everybody, when we go to sleep, right, every person, your blood pools in your stomach when you're sleeping because, like, that's kind of where the digestive system is happening. That's kind of where, when you're laying down, all the blood is kind of going, right? Okay. That's why people have brain fog, and that's why people are sleepy when they wake up. It's because the blood's not necessarily flowing as easily to your brain, as it is during the day when you're moving and huh. all, and your uh, veins are pumping. So for me, that's even extra the case because my veins don't. They work double time to push the blood wherever it needs to go in my body. So my my brain is getting less blood supply than even the normal human. Yeah. Which already has that problem of like, because you don't wake up and you're immediately alert nine times out of ten, there's, like, a couple minutes of being, like, oh, you know, yawning, whatever, stretching. For me, it's, like, 30 Whereas minutes. This is really bad. Yeah, like, you first wake
1: up and open your eyes. You're mm-hmm. not even, yeah, you're definitely not you. No. Like, who is that person? I know, because
0: I'm, like, <laughs> looking around with, like, half <laughs> my eyes half closed, yeah. like, what's happening? My higher brain functioning isn't really active because I'm not able to make the best decisions as far as, like, okay, I need to get up and shower. Like, that's step one and two that's hard for me. My, my brain is fighting it the whole time and saying, like, no, you need sleep. Like, you've got to go back to sleep right now. Right.
1: Welcome Ivy to the chat. I don't know if you can hear her, but she's so
0: cute. She just wants some love. Oh my goodness. But anyway, so that's, so that's hard for me. And that's, now that I know that that's what's happening, I have tricks to combat it. Like, One thing that anybody can do is you can get a cold cup of water and put it in a thermos overnight. And then, the first thing you do when you wake up, before you even get up to go pee or anything, you drink some of that cold water, ice cold water. And that forces the blood in your digestive system to push the veins in there to push the blood to your brain Mm. to wake you up faster. So I just always thought that was cool. So I have tricks like that. Yeah, that I'm trying out and trying (laughs) to figure. Your brain's not like go grab that water. (laughs) No, that's why they're like have it on your bedside because you're not going to get up and go get that water. No,
1: um, get a Yeti.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What about you? What kind of feedback have you gotten? Well, I have gotten a lot of feedback,
1: but I was going to start by saying the whole thing with your situation and with. My situation kind of followed this model but anyway I recently learned this new feedback model. I don't know that's new but it's new to me. Yeah. Um and if I can figure out where it came from cuz I forget it's like these two dudes. Mm-hmm. And I want to say if they were like engineers or something. I could be mm-hmm. way wrong. Mhm. They've created this like manager's basics course and mm-hmm. that's what my company uses for leadership training.
0: Mhm.
1: Which I'm involved in. So woohoo, that's fun. Woo. Um and <laughs> basically the first class that we did was the feedback model and it's this is how it goes. Mm-hmm. You say, so there's different components to managing people, but feedback is a really important one and it's the small little corrections over time. And you yeah. might need to give feedback on a negative feedback, like one specific negative thing that they do. You might have to give feedback on that eight to 10 times or something for it to actually stick. Yeah. Cause you never know. And then at that point it becomes a coaching conversation. So it all changes, you know, but this feedback are these little things and they're supposed to not be. Not have emotion. You should never know if it's positive or negative initiating the conversation. Yeah. And it's always, hey, can I give you some feedback?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the person can say no. Sorry, like, I don't have a time right now. Can I come see you later? hmm But you are initially opening that person up to, okay, feedback. Yeah. So they say, ideally, they say yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you go, okay. You make a statement of the action that they did. Okay. Then you say the impact.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you end it with a question of them to continue that behavior or to work on not doing that thing.
0: So let's say for example, I am every once in a while I get an attitude with the customer. How would you feedback that to me?
1: Okay. That one's a little tough because we struggled with this one in class too. Cause you okay. can't just be like, you were rude to that customer, right? Okay. You have to say it in a way that's not subjective.
0: Okay. Um, So maybe, let's say, we'll stick with the I'm late example.
1: Yeah, which that's the one they use. Yeah. (laughs) That's the one that they use. They say, you know, hey, can I give you some feedback? You know, and this person says yes, and you would go, when you're late, I really worry about you, and it kind of sets the team back during the day. Can you work on that? Okay. And they would go, yeah. And if they say no, again, different conversation. You know Different, yeah. You know, like, (laughs) let's just not go there. Ideally, you make these small corrections, and there's adjustments. And usually people are more willing to be like, yeah, sure, I'll work on that, you know? Yeah. I think. I'm never going to be like, no. (laughs) I will. (laughs) I'm not going to work on that. The attitude one, I wonder, because we went over this example and I was like, hey, can I give you some feedback? Um, You know, when you spoke to that customer in a rude tone, um, but then that sounds kind of subjective too. So I'm still working on this and I haven't had a lot of chances to practice. Sure. So you would just say, I noticed that they got defensive and you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. can you work on your customer service next time or whatever. Yeah. But you have to, they have to also, the reason why you have to make it as least subjective as possible Mm -hmm. is so that they can also see the same action. It's not up in the air. Like, well, I wasn't being rude. That's just how I talk. Yeah. You know, so you have to be very specific. Yeah. It's really hard. It's really hard to identify tone. Mm -hmm. So that's one that I'm probably going to have to do some more research on, probably talk to the the manager because, um, the person who, or the director who runs the classes be like, Hey, how would you handle this situation? Cause you yeah. don't want it to be like, that's just how I am. And, but at the end of the day, that's why you have that impact portion. Yeah. Because if it wouldn't be an issue, if the customer didn't respond the way that they did
0: mm-hmm. and you made them
1: feel uncomfortable, like there's, yeah. so that's why the impact part is so important. Yeah. But I've gotten feedback before where it was delivered almost in that way, but not quite very like, can I give you some feedback? I was like, Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then followed up with a question. Do you think there's anything that you could have done to prepare better for today?
0: Oh yeah. And I
1: was like, no.
0: That was at her work, Antichrist. Yeah. You know.
1: <laughs> I was like, uh, no. Yeah. I don't think there's anything I could have done to mm-hmm. prepare for this better. Yeah. And she was like, well, if we had known about this, or then we could have. And I was like, that's great we just need to move. It was moving boxes. I was like, look, we just need to move these boxes. It's not going to take that long. Just load them up on the dolly.
0: Yeah. You know, it just
1: got to the point, like we're having this conversation, which is delaying the thing that I need to get done. Right. Which was just frustrating to me because I should have said no. I didn't realize it was going to turn into this whole conversation. I should have been like, no, you can't give me feedback right now. I've got to do this. Yeah. Cause I was in such a rush always yeah. at this job. Yeah. So
0: I and they, they no. purposefully kind of made it that way too. Yeah, and I feel like they just wanted to pile as many jobs on top of that one job as possible. Yeah. <laughs> without paying you more and without getting you a, an assistant or something to help you out with it. Yeah, another
1: person would have made all the difference. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Being able to split up those events, just, yeah, would have made a world of difference. So, that is like the biggest example of direct feedback I've ever received. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if I've ever received just like random,
0: mm-hmm. probably not. Well, we've kind of, in friendships, we've had feedback. Yes, The honesty scone. Yep,
1: that's our feedback model.
0: (laughs) That's our feedback model. And I've used it, I've taught, like, my boss that that's how I learn really well. Yeah. My current boss. I was like, I do where I have a safe zone that's called the honesty scone. And you can either use it like that, but, like, that's how I I need to be approached, is like, hey, this is coming from a caring place.
1: Right. And me
0: and my boss have that kind of a relationship where I can tell her that. Not that. You know, I'm sure if you had a boss that you weren't that close with, you might not get to tell them how you learn best. But if you do get that opportunity, like, hey, I'm easily, I get my feelings hurt easily is essentially why I've told her this. I didn't say those words because I don't want her to think I'm a big crybaby, but (laughs) she knows that I am anyway. But,
1: um... In this situation, she knows.
0: In this situation, she knows. But don't, you know, try not to show something like that, um... But I told her, I really like when people approach me like, this is coming from a caring place. You're not allowed to get upset because, you know, it's coming from a caring place. Yeah, it
1: just sets, it sets the stage for it Mm -hmm. really well. And I mean, the more that you do it, the more people get used to it too. Mm -hmm. So it's also that. It is, it is really frustrating when you communicate to your management, here's what I need. Mm -hmm. And they say no. It's like, okay, but. (laughs) Right.
0: I need a little bit of give here. And that's where best fit comes in. Yeah. Where it's like, well, if you're not going to accommodate what I need, I can't be here. And that's an accommodation, whether that's, you know, with an assistant, whether that's like physical accommodations, like for if you have a disability or something or mental accommodations, like if you have ADHD, whatever the case is, finding a place that's going to meet your needs the best while also pushing yourself because you do you can't just settle and be comfortable. Like, you have to push yourself and constantly constantly be striving to learn and to grow. And so if it's you're, like, what
1: are those things, right? Right. What are the things that are going to challenge me and help me grow? And what are the things that this is just not okay? Right. And That's, this is not going to work for me. Absolutely. Taking mm-hmm. on something else, you know, whatever, if you're at work. And they ask you if you can take on something else. It's a question of, okay, let me think about that. Don't just say yes <laughs> or no. Just be like, can I think about it? Can I, you know, look at my priorities and the time that I have and go from there? And sometimes it's, I really can't do it. And other times it's, okay, I'll figure out how to work this in. And I'm really excited about learning how to do it. Are you not doing it because you're scared? Right. Or because you, you know, you know what I mean. All right. Sorry for that mini break. We keep breaking to eat, So <laughs> <laughs> here we are again, coming back after eating some Chick-fil-A finally.
0: Here we are. Full.
1: Yes, happy. full and happy. We are doing great things, and I guess I just wanted to wrap up feedback by saying, feedback isn't bad.
0: Mm-mm.
1: It's not bad, and don't take it personally. And if somebody doesn't know how to give feedback, that's on them. Yes, right. Like there's a way to do it, and there's a way to build relationships with people that makes it easier. Like you're saying, honesty, Scone. That's you got to that level by building that relationship, and mm-hmm. you said, here's what works for me. Here's what's going to be good. You can do the same thing with your manager. If they're not good at giving feedback, just be like, hey, can you just – I prefer emails. Can you just email me if you notice something? I would love to get better. And it's all a constant conversation of I want to improve and I recognize that it's going to – it might hurt sometimes to get there, you know? Like it's not always –
0: no. you know roses and butterflies and right <laughs> you're doing such a great job I know and it, and it is tough like I'm one of those people that when people tell me feedback that's negative or like something that I can work on I feel so personally attacked yeah like and not always like as in they're trying to start some something with me but I feel like I'm a failure Like, I could be so much better, but that is such an unhealthy way to look at it, and although it's really hard, you have to actively try to remind yourself, like, they're telling me this so that I can be better. Ugh! Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Sorry. Ugh, there's one freaking gnat. Just, it's flying in my face. But. But. (laughs) They'll learn our struggles. (laughs) and And they're telling you because they want you to succeed, if they're doing it in the appropriate way. Mm -hmm. people sometimes will just tell you negative feedback just to tell you negative feedback and make you feel bad about yourself
1: and you have to filter it you know am i actually Mm -hmm. am i doing the best that i can is there something i can do better yeah um and see it as an opportunity to improve because they could just not tell you Mm -hmm. watch you continue to do something wrong and that's worse knowing that i've just continuously done something wrong yeah I'd rather somebody tell me right away. Yep. And that was difficult being um, in Minnesota when I lived there. It was a very passive-aggressive culture, Mm. and I did not fit in with that. Right. (laughs) I'm like, just tell me what's wrong. Yeah. And don't be nervous about it, but just talk to me. And don't go about it in a weird, (laughs) passive-aggressive, roundabout way. Yeah. Just say to me, you know,
0: hey, can you not do this again? I'd be like, of course. Yep. And you've taught me how to do that a lot better because my, net, my natural state is passive aggressive, but not because I want to be like, I want to be sly and hurt people quietly. It's because I just don't like to hurt people, so I try, so it comes off as passive aggressive. It's not intended to be passive aggressive, but that's what it ends up being. So it's really been beneficial, um, being friends with you because you've kind of taught me like, no, just say what you're saying. Say what you're thinking. Cause one thing you, I've always, you've said that's always stuck with me is you were telling me one time you saw a girl and you loved her dress and you were like, but I shouldn't say anything. And it's like, why shouldn't I say something? What's the worst <laughs> that's going to happen? Yeah. Like I'm never going to see her again. And her dress is cute. The end. And so you told her, Hey, your dress is cute, and it probably made her day. Yeah, and you know, and that has always stuck with me. So now, when I see, like today at the doctor's office, I saw her nails. I said, "I love your nails," and I just feel like, and it doesn't always go across and make somebody's day, and that's not why I'm saying it. But every once in a while, it'll turn somebody's day from like something negative into something positive. So
1: just say what you feel.
0: Yeah, like if you are thinking of a compliment, say it out loud.
1: You know, it does, and it can make a huge difference. Yeah. Um, Or just even in your confidence and ability to interact with people, like, you can Mm -hmm. help with that, too. Yeah. Absolutely. But. But. Given feedback, okay, it kind of does segue into our next topic. Yes. Because sometimes feedback is a good tell if it's working out at your job. Yes. And what's going on? Are you constantly getting negative feedback? No positive feedback. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know... If you feel like you're doing your job right at all, you don't even really know if you're improving. Oh,
0: I just thought of something. Okay. Oh, you guys want the tea.
1: I want the tea. It's not even tea. It's just this to me. Okay. So our next topic is, should I stick it out or should I go somewhere else?
0: And that's, we're primarily going to talk about it business-wise. like Work-wise. We'll talk about it in friendship purposes at, at another point. Yes.
1: And I realized I needed to move on from my last job for a lot of reasons I've already discussed on this podcast, but there was something else that directly I was like, okay, this is not me. Mm -hmm. I'm just, and I did get feedback. I got feedback twice about the same thing and they contradicted each other. (laughs) Love it. So I don't really know how to explain the story. So I don't really, I don't know how to go. I don't know how to explain the story basically is what I'm saying. Okay. Um, I could just say that I got feedback. I was told, Hey, Amber, um, you need to do this. Mm -hmm. And I reiterated back, okay, this is the thing that I need to do. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Got it. I go, what do I do that? I like, I think I even went over a couple different scenarios and my manager said, okay, here's, here's how you present it. Here's how you do this, whatever. Mm -hmm. I run into a circumstance where I have to do the different thing. Yep, and it maybe is a month later or something like that. I get called into my manager's office. They present
0: the thing to me, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's oh, was what it you the, told me to do." Was it the letter thing? Yes. Okay.
1: So I'm like, "Yeah, exactly. That's that's isn't that what you want me? To, you wanted me to do this? Yeah." And I'm thinking everything's fine. I've done it. I've accepted your feedback, and I have taken
0: action on it. Yep. Nope. Apparently, I did it wrong. <laughs> I'm rolling my eyes Yeah, you can't, if you can't feel it.
1: <laughs> and my whole thing was, can you explain to me what is wrong about this? And she just kept talking in circles with me. It was, well, here's how you need to present it. I said, right, but I did that. Mm-hmm. But I did that though. So I did exactly what you said and I'm, I did what you're saying now, but you're still giving me feedback. I don't understand what's wrong. Yeah. Like, it's not my fault that somebody took this the wrong way. Mm-hmm. A third party, because not going to lie, it was kind of snooty. Okay. Yeah. And I had to do it. So, it's just like, I knew in that moment, I didn't recognize it right away. But as I thought more about it, I said, I really couldn't have won in that situation. No. There was nothing I could have done that would have been better. I don't know. I I have no idea. And that was kind of the beginning of the end for me, Mm -hmm. where I was like, you know what, I can't stick it out here.
0: Yeah. Because
1: it's not about me anymore. No. It's not about me growing, not about me changing, and there's, if there's nothing that you can do to do a better job, Mm -hmm. and you're getting reprimanded, Uh you're being given feedback, and you're like, that's great, but I've, what do you mean? Right.
0: Move on. Move on. (laughs) Yeah, if you are making all the adjustments that you are capable of making without compromising who you are as a person, yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta do what's best for you because always feeling like you're getting kicked around like a little puppy dog and then treated like that. I don't know. It's just not, it's just not worth it to stick it out. Here's a good tell.
1: If you're confused, should I stay in this job or should I go get another one? Ask yourself, am I okay? <laughs> am I okay? Am I okay? <laughs> and if your answer's maybe, maybe you should stick it out. Yeah. If your answer's no, I'm not okay. Okay. <laughs> maybe it's time to move on, because <laughs> maybe it's just damaged anyway. Like, <laughs> at this point, there's no
0: coming back. No. Honestly. It's so it's so tough, because it is that balancing act of you want to be able to grow as a person, and you want to be able to challenge yourself, but you also don't deserve to feel beat up every day. That's just not fair to anybody. And, yeah, it wasn't about you anymore. I feel like anybody in that position, because they that's their dump-all position just got the short end of the stick, and, like, there was nothing you could have done that would have gotten a better response. And that's not fair.
1: Yeah, because the first time it was (laughs) I didn't know, which, fine, I do pretty good. If I don't know I'm supposed to be doing something, Mm -hmm. I just go, oh, sorry, I didn't know that. We'll do that next time. Yep. 100%. Make the change. Because, honestly, if you tell me something, I do it. Yeah. And that's how I was as a child, too. Mm -hmm. My parents told me, don't do this. I go, okay, if I then did it, I would get in trouble. Mm -hmm. And that was completely warranted because I knew I wasn't supposed to do it. Yep. But if I didn't know, I'm like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. sorry, we'll do better next time. But I really didn't get in trouble for stuff that I did intentionally. Yeah. I don't think, okay, if my mom's listening, maybe when I was like five. But as (laughs) I grew up, (laughs) I really didn't. Because once I knew it was wrong, I couldn't do it. Just the same way I couldn't sneak out. Yep. I just knew I'm not going to get in trouble
0: for something if I know it's wrong.
1: Because my biggest fear is like going to jail for something that I
0: didn't know that I could oh, do. Oh no, kidding! Oh my gosh, guys, you'll be so disappointed in me. I got a speeding ticket, and it's a bad one, and it's going to be a lot of millions of dollars. I swear, it and will be over
1: time, and for the next three years until insurance forgets about it.
0: Oh! Uh, <laughs> I know. And so I did a dumb and got a really bad speeding ticket, and, and I then missed the court date. I not just missed it. Okay, I missed it, but I also intentionally didn't go because of how busy work was. Yeah. Yeah. So prioritizing work
1: over senior. your millions of dollars you're about to pay listen with a speeding ticket
0: listen 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 it was to help out the students at my college there was a purpose oh i was can you tell them a little salty about it she's a little bit a lot salty I'm a lot <laughs> salty i'm like
1: i would never spend this amount of money on a speeding <sighs> ticket knowing i could have gone to the court day i would have been like to my boss i can't i have got to be here
0: she for would, my sanity, I feel like she'd understand, but at the same time, she'd be like, "Oh, so because of your own consequences, you're gonna miss work and make more work for me and for <laughs> other people." And I'd been like, "Yeah, exactly. I will work late.
1: I will do anything to not pay this money for this feeding yeah, ticket."
0: It was nuts. So anyway, there's that. Um, I don't. I forget where I connected the dots to this point, but here we are because I was saying oh getting arrested I was so scared of getting (laughs) Getting arrested I was so scared because I know I wasn't going that fast but like in the back of my mind I'm always scared that like I am doing something accidentally illegal like I'm always concerned that I'm illegally doing something (laughs) and so the whole time I was like I was so dramatic too he was like he pulled me over and I'm talking to him I said yes sir like he said you know how fast you're going I said no sir he said you're going whatever I'm not repeating it because I'm not proud of it (laughs) and he and he's like give me a second and then he takes his time and then by the time he comes back I just know I'm getting a ticket and he starts talking he's like I normally can handle a little bit of speeding but you were just going way too fast and then I said yes sir and I started the dramatic one tear down the cheek (laughs) and he said first time and I said yeah he was like, I can tell. And I was like, okay. Was he like, knew it was your
1: first time and didn't give you... I guess because it was that bad of speeding. Because it,
0: it was pretty bad. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, he not much sympathy and I was just such a blubbering mess when I left like I had to call my husband and I was like I got a speeding ticket and he was and he was so cool about it he was like it's okay like it's and I was like no our insurance he's like it's just money you're safe you're fine and he's not like it's just money like we have a lot to burn yeah but his concern is that I was safe and heading to work and like nothing nothing worse happened and Because then afterwards he was like, Yeah, that was a lot of money. I was like, I know, it was a lot of money. Oh my gosh, but so I'm always scared I'm doing something illegal. Um, Every time I see a cop, my mind, and you know, like
1: I see a cop and I'm always, okay, I check my speed. I think, Is there anything on my car (laughs) that he might pull me over for? Are my tabs up to date? Even though I know they are, I do my due diligence
0: to make sure that all of these things are okay. Every Mm -hmm. time I see a cop, I'm like, Oh, every time. Which is sad in its own thing, but that's a whole other conversation. Yeah.
1: it just, it is, it is crappy, and I hate speeding tickets with
0: a burning passion. <laughs> and I get it, because there are people who really go dangerous speeds, and I was one of them for, like, yeah. a second. If something had happened, it would 100% been my fault, and I could have killed somebody, and I take that responsibility really seriously. That's the other reason I'm not really wasn't pushing myself to go and fight this ticket at court like i was like no like i I genuinely could have killed somebody and that really bothers me so i'd rather just pay the stupid amount of money
1: (laughs) i just wanted you to get a class or something not have to pay the money because it is your first ticket so you probably would have been given a defensive driving class or something
0: yeah i don't i wasn't sure how all that worked so i was like you know i just all the stress of it i'll just pay it
1: yeah that's that's what my sister did she got
0: it's her first
1: ticket and she went and got it under control that way. Cause she didn't have money. So I try not to speed anymore.
0: Really yeah, not. me neither.
1: <laughs> I spe- right. Now you're going to be in check for a while. Um, mm. but I don't speed anymore because where I live, you will literally get pulled over.
0: Oh my gosh. It's like the crazy pull over station of yeah. the country.
1: <laughs> I'm always aware of what the speed limit is. And then I will tell people to slow down specifically where I live. I'll be like, Hey, you're going a little fast." I don't know what the speed limit is. The cops, they will get you. Yeah. Like they, they pull people over like crazy. And I was driving with my boyfriend the other day was driving down the road, like along where, around where I live. And he was going a little fast and I was going to say something, but then the car in front was also going pretty fast. And I was like, am I wrong about the speed limit? And then I said, Hey, you might want to slow down. And right as I'm saying slow, like he started to slow down and I was like, there's a cop. And then he really slowed down, pulled over the person right in front of us. Ooh. I thought, oh, we just got away with that. Like, yeah. Oh, 100%. He went, I don't even know what the speed limit is. I said, I know there hasn't been a sign for a while, but it's 45. <laughs> I know it's 45. Oh, my gosh. No. But yeah, so I mean, basically, speeding is not great. And I, well, okay, I will say on the interstate in Atlanta, speed limit is non existent. Even cops go flying at 80 and plus. Yeah. I had a cop behind me the other day, and as soon as I saw the cop, I was like, okay. And I got over one lane, because you know, it's in the far left. Uh-huh.
0: And they just went flying past me. Yeah, they don't care. And I was like, all right, we're all this together now. Yeah. <laughs> he can't catch us all. <laughs> uh, I know.
1: Look, people really go so fast. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay. So, what's a situation that you might stick it out in at a job, though? So, we've talked about when you know you should leave. Yeah. When... Have you ever stuck it out? Not. I don't mean that in like a bad way. No, but no, have there... yeah.
0: no, absolutely. There was a job that in some ways was a toxic environment, but I knew I could glean something from the situation, so I stuck it out. It was worth the toxicity to grow the way I needed to grow. And also, it was just in the time of my life that I needed the job more than they needed me. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of worth putting up with it.
1: When it is kind of but see, are you when? if I were to ask you mm-hmm. my thing that I just said, are you okay? And I think I did. I know what job mm. you're talking about. I think I was like, Okay, but are you alright?
0: And, and my you answer said, was like, No.
1: I think you said yeah. Yeah. You went, Okay, it does kinda suck sometimes, but I'm okay. And really it just gives me awesome stories.
0: Yeah, no kidding.
1: So like you would just give me the drama. Which I thought was great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Who oh, tell me the drama of
1: today? Never did anything with that information, but just love to talk to about it. Just love to talk about it. That's all that matters. And honestly, honestly, having my job now and not really having any of that stuff. Yeah, How's work going? Pretty great. Pretty good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> not much to share. Not much going on. Just, you know, doing my job. I'm a like... gossip with a heart of gold, as in <laughs> I love to know the gossip, but I don't spread it. Yes. Like, that's the, that's the yes. key. Be, don't be that person in the office spreading crap. Just take it in. If you're one of those people that it interests you, take it in. And when they're talking, you just go, mm, mm mm-hmm. I take it Mm -hmm. in and bring
1: it right to Laura.
0: Yeah, that's, find you a person that ain't gonna say nothing. Yep. We'll take it to the grave. Anytime, like, Laura, don't tell anybody. She's like, "Mm, who? who
1: would I be telling?
0: (laughs) Who would I be telling? Um, Just don't keep
1: it in that circle. I feel like if there's something going on at work that you want to gossip about or whatever, Mm -hmm. you don't, let me tell you what, I'll tell you something right now you don't always know who you can trust. You really it's don't. true. You really don't. And you might think that you do. You don't.
0: No. Nope.
1: And not everybody wants to be your friend. Yep. And not everybody has your best interest at heart. No. Nope. And that's how it is in this world. So you have to be careful.
0: Yep. And sometimes they don't even know they're being malicious. No. But they are. You know? It's just crazy how all that works and the psychology behind it I just will never understand. So. Yeah. I know. I.
1: Okay. I stuck it out for a year and a couple months at my first job out of college. Yeah. Now to some, that might not be a long time. To me, it was a lifetime. (laughs) But I would always have drama that I was coming home and talking about. And I remember, like, this guy I was with at the time just said, I mean, if you're not going to do anything about it, then just stop telling me about it. Like, I don't want to hear about your job that you
0: don't want to leave. I'm rolling my eyes again (laughs) if you didn't feel that.
1: (laughs) Like, I don't want to hear about this job that you're not willing to leave and blah, blah. And I said, well, it's not like I want to leave. It's just I'm telling you this cool thing that happened today or this funny story that happened today. Or this thing that – and then I'm over it. Mm -hmm. Right? Then I just move on. Yep. And, yeah. So that was annoying. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you that right now. But I did stick it out because I was learning a lot. I was actually blessed because that job was a lot but I got mm-hmm. to do everything. I got to do like all these different aspects of marketing Yeah, and do market three different businesses with different target markets. That's I so got cool. to learn website development. I got to do so much there mm-hmm. that I had never had hands-on experience like that before in my mm-hmm. internships I had experience, but not like that. This was, yeah. I am the marketing person Yeah, for everything. That's so cool though. And I learned about all the different relationships that you have and how to maintain. Like, it was just, it was wonderful. So I stuck it out. I said, I want to be here at least a year, even though it sucks. And I kind of hate it. I met some cool people and it made it more bearable. Mm -hmm. Plus also COVID
0: happened and that kind of put a delay on things. Yeah. Tell what your dad's advice is about staying for a year. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope, sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you told me that your dad told you this, and it stuck with me that you should stay with the job for at least a year. That way, you see the job in every season. Do you that know what I'm talking about? Sounds vaguely that? familiar. Well, anyway, I remember you told me this when you got the job that you're talking about now, right out of college, mm-hmm. and it stuck with me because that's what I try to do. Is every because depending on your your industry, you know, like I work out of school now. Well, fall is different than summer which is different than the spring, which is different than the winter season as far as, like, the semesters go and when things are busy, when the semesters are closer together, you know. So it's all different, and you can really get a good picture of what the job is like because maybe you're going through something, and it's only for a season.
1: Right, and then it's done, like accounting.
0: Like accounting. Tax season is nuts. People hate it. Or some people love it, but some people hate it, and, like... But then as soon as tax season's over, it's their favorite job. Yeah, because they get Fridays off or, like, whatever the deal is. I think yeah. I had a friend who was
1: an accountant, not Ashley, another friend, who mm-hmm. loved that, the flexibility in the off season. Yeah. And how nice that was. And she just knew she'd work her butt off for mm-hmm. tax season and then be good to go the rest of the year. Yeah. But that's a sacrifice that you're making. Mm-hmm. So, again, best fit. Like, is that what you want?
0: Yeah. But so. if
1: you started in the middle of tax season, you might be like, this sucks. This
0: is apple. But then if you give yourself that year... You can really see the full picture. And I think that is so important. So I've, I've held that like every job that I've had has been for at least a year.
1: You know, I do remember this now because I did not stay at my last job a year. I was mm-hmm. almost there. Yeah. And I think I did call my dad and I said, but I don't think I can make it a year. And he said, it's fine. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just come home. Just come home. <laughs> it was almost a year. I was maybe, maybe five weeks. Yeah. Five weeks short of a year.
0: Yeah. I've stayed at every job at least a year for the most, yeah, no, every job except for being a work-study student, and that was, even then, I was a work-study student, and then an intern before that, so, like, yeah. Yeah. But then you know, and you know the scope of the job, too. Mm -hmm. After a year, you're more settled, you more know what you're doing, and is this what you really want? And you know the environment that you're in, you know, the Mm -hmm. people that you work with, so, yeah, it's a cool, give yourself a year. Of course, there's limits to what you can take, um, but if you can, give yourself that year. And you know what else is a good thing when a company
1: doesn't have a lot of turnover?
0: Yes. If they have a lot of turnover, there's usually a reason. Sometimes it's the area you're in. Maybe the employee pool isn't great. But a lot of times it says more about the company.
1: It can, and it can make a huge difference because... You don't build those relationships. Yeah. You just meet
0: people, and then they leave. And then they're gone. (laughs) Like, any kind of part-time job, for the most part, has really high turnover. Yeah. Um, So it's hard to judge that. Jobs, like, when I was at an all-women's gym, it had high turnover, but because most of the employees were, like, college students, so that made sense. Um, Stuff like that. So, I don't know. You gotta figure it out. It depends on where in life you and that job are stage-wise. And then Also it that, because I know my mom has stuck it out at jobs before,
1: um, because I don't know how she does it, if I'm being honest. I mm. don't even know what I'm saying. I don't know how she does it. She just is that way. She just has that work ethic. She's like, all right, I'm doing my job. This isn't what I want to do, but I'm going to stick it out for X amount more time, mom. and her X amount more time is like a year's. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, hmm. But my dad... <laughs> same thing and it also changes i think too like you're saying stage of life mm. because my dad if he wants to change jobs with all of us on his insurance
0: mm-hmm. with my
1: mom not working
0: mm-hmm. well, i mean
1: him changing jobs is a big deal yeah you know so and also it means he doesn't want to get let go he doesn't want it to be a surprise yep if that were to happen he would want to leave on his own accord and have a plan like and i think about that because i was like we've mm. talked about before Mm-hmm. able to just quit and walk away yeah. and not even have another job mm-hmm. because everything was going to be fine. Yeah. But not everything is like that. Sometimes you got yep. to stick it out. So, but again, are you okay? And sometimes it's helpful to just make a plan of how to get out. Yes. it can take the weight off and also don't put so much weight on yourself. Yeah. It's a job. Yeah. You want it to be great. You want to identify with it. You want to grow and you want to be the best that you can be at that job. But at the end of the day, it is just a job Yeah, and they could replace your position. In two weeks, if you die tomorrow,
0: which is horrifying to think about, but yeah, well, not in this economy. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, be <maybe> another day. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs>
1: but yeah, it's like your family's really gonna miss you if you were to die. Yeah, that but, company might miss you, but they won't feel it. But you're replaceable. Yeah. So that's why you know they talk about be careful where you're putting your time and energy. But yeah, so don't give your all to your job. And if you are sticking it out at a job. Mm-hmm. don't then come home and put that all in your family and bring it home with you. Yes. Try to find coping mechanisms. Try to find what works for you. If it's jamming out to rock music on level 25 the whole ride home so that you get all of your um, anxieties and frustrations out from the day to screamo, then do that. Mm-hmm. You know, If it's, hey, I need to spend 30 minutes at the gym after work to be okay. If it's doing that in the morning. If it's listening to some podcast. If it's, I need to take the long way home.
0: Mm -hmm. so that I can
1: get my mind straight. Yeah. But, you know, your family is going to need you. Those people that are around you. Yeah.
0: So, do you have any other coping skills? No. I feel like, I feel like we've covered it all. (laughs) We've done good. We've done great.
1: We've done good. We just want to, we want to motivate you to be your best you. There's always other things. There's, There's lots of ways you can go about your life, but... You have to inspire yourself and find your passion and why yep. you do things. Yep. Not about everybody else. So I guess we're good. I guess we're good. Follow us. You know what, guys? This is Mildly Professional. Yep. If you want to find us, can you just Google us? <laughs> just Google Mildly Professional. You can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Reddit, on not LinkedIn.
0: Not LinkedIn. Oh, we need to get with the program. <laughs> we need to get with <laughs> So not LinkedIn Here. yet. I'll read the description this time. <laughs>
1: Last time!
0: No, I'm just kidding. We might read it a couple more times, so we may not have every episode. You can email us at mildlyprofessional249 at gmail.com Follow us on Instagram at mildlyprofessionalpodcast. Follow our subreddit, rmildlyprofessional. Follow us on TikTok at mildlyprofessionalpod. Like us on Facebook at mildlyprofessionalpodcast. And subscribe to us on YouTube at mildlyprofessionalpodcast. Yeah, see you there! Mildly Professional Pod, podcast we're there you'll find us you'll know us you'll there's see only us. like one other company with a similar name and they are not us and they're not us they don't have a coffee stain <laughs> do they get with the program i think not so thank you guys so much for listening as always we really appreciate you and thank you as always to colby for our intro and outro music we really appreciate and that his. as well colby davis and um follow him on tiktok too colby davis somewhere in there somewhere like colby that c davis it's we'll really follow him on name. tiktok if you'll uh so f- see who we're following and it'll be colby davis yeah in there. um so yeah thank you guys so much and i hope you all have a wonderful evening or day or morning bye y'all